Oh, we're off to a good start already, then, aren't oh, we? Yeah, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. We're so healthy. We are very healthy, which uh, fits in nicely to explain our absence for the last week or two, depending on when I actually get to upload this. Yeah. But we have both been quite sick. Yeah. How? What was wrong with you? Tell the world. Everything. Everything was Everything. wrong with you. Uh, and I managed to have a cold, then food poisoning, and then something else happened. Sciatica? Yes, that was it. Yes, yeah. that was... And then I died. So, yeah. um, but, but we're back. We are back from the dead. Exciting. Yes, but not as vampires. Don't worry. No, and neither of us is evil. Well, or, uh, well, we'll see about that. Um, but do we actually remember where the flip we left off with this podcast? Where are we in the story? Well, uh, let me think. So, uh, I don't want to say Chip is evil because that joke is so thoroughly yeah. done. But Chip. It, every time he appears, it's like, okay, yeah, we're just emphasising his evil. There's a lot of emphasis on the evil for Chip. But the last one was actually uh, a little bit of light relief. Uh, there yeah. was a, a vampire cult. Yes. Um, it's kind of telling when that is light relief. <laughs> um, they kidnapped Louise. Um, yeah, Jay must be Saturday. came to rescue her. and Well, MC was giving Jay ninja training, wasn't he? Was, he was, he was. Yeah. And it would seem, well, not seem, yeah, that was the end of the episode, is that Chip has... Uh, vampire napped. Oh yeah, the leader of the uh, cult Steph. of Escobar, Steph. Oh, Steph, who's my favourite voice. Oh god, it's going to be so tough to get through the voices in this oh, episode. No, it's going to be. Oh, Shinikar is going to fucking kill me. <laughs> but let's get into it. Let's just mm. get on with the dying, shall let's we? Um, this is <laughs> episode eleven. No one likes dating. Part one. And straight away, MC. Quite bitter. Really. Straight away. Can you see the typo in the title of the episode? Oh yeah, I can. Yeah, I've used the wrong no. You have indeed. I don't know if that's a pun or if I'm an idiot. But Let's now find you out. know. <laughs> Spell no. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not. MC had been trying to convince the crazy old lady that the stray cat, which was sitting at the bottom of her garden, was not a werewolf. Oh, it is. It is. Not bad, old lady thank voice. Thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you called me up recently? <laughs> What are you wearing? <laughs> it is. It is. Mrs. Tickneo mm-hmm. kept saying. Tickneo, is that what we're going to go with? I'm sure that's an authentic Japanese name that you <laughs> researched. It seemed to be the only bit of English she knew. Although MC had heard her speak pretty fluent English earlier. Ah, uh, this is like MC thinking that all foreigners speak fluent English. <laughs> so if you, if you yell it at them slowly, exactly. yeah. I'm telling you, no comprende werewolf. (laughs) MC, Louise and Jay had been getting quite a few cases recently and mostly were getting paid for them. Ah, So their little business is uh, taking... uh, Can you remember what their famous catchphrase was from their business cards? We're incompetent. (laughs) That was us. Uh, It was... What was it? It was like... Evil, we live it, we kill it, or something like that. Oh, we something live it, like, we kill yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was bad anyway. It was very bad. But it seems to be working out for them, mm. which is nice. Shinra Khan's appearances were getting less frequent, but the evil was still coming. Only this time, people were hiring MC and the gang to help them. And that's, I think, meant to be were, but it's mm. we're. Mm. That's nice. Mm. They didn't always accept money. It depended on the client's circumstances. Like last week when a young homeless man came to the mansion to report a mysterious demon that was killing other homeless people, or in other words, feasting on them while they were still alive. How is that in other words? words. Like, if I came to you and said there's a demon killing homeless people, you wouldn't be like, oh, so what you actually mean is it's feasting on them while they were alive. Is that what you mean? 
And also, like, they're still alive, so he's not killing them. I mean, I imagine they would die yeah, quite quickly during the feasting. Maybe he just has a nibble. He's got to help me. There's a demon. He's nibbling on my friends. Do you think he's like some arsehole who's just like, look, I'm eating more than you, you stupid homeless people. <laughs> also, I feel like there's a lot of like lost episodes here, potentially. Yeah. Hey, if we've got any fan fiction writers <gasps> in listening, maybe oh, they could write so the tale of the arsehole demon who likes to nibble on the homeless. <laughs> now, there's a title. MC Louise and Jay had finally identified the demon as a click marsh. Click March? Click Marche. I mean, Click Marche looks a bit. Oh, that's shop in but... French, I think. <laughs> Market. Supermarché. Yeah. But there's no and it, funny it's a thing shop about the that E. Sells clicks. Clicks. Okay. Click Marche. Let's go with that. Yeah. MC Louisa J had finally identified the demon as a Click Marche. Sophisticated. <laughs> a one of a kind demon that only fed on the homeless because of its small size. <laughs> What? Well, I mean, it's, it clearly is just having a nibble because it's small. <laughs> I feel like I wrote these different paragraphs over about four weeks and it just wasn't really listening to what I'd written before. Why Why homeless people, though? Like, because it's of, of its small size, MC. I, I failed to see the link. <laughs> because all homeless people are small. Oh, of course. Because they're not tall enough to fit in a house. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Click Marche didn't prove much of a fight for MC, but he was tricky to track down, because he's so small. Ah, of course, yeah. yeah. Eventually, after some undercover work by Jay, they found Click Marche and killed him. What undercover work? He pre- Jay's short, so therefore uh, he's able to pretend to be a homeless person. I see, I see. Uh. MC had called it undercover work, when really Jay was bait, although he hadn't told Jay that. Okay. Treating Jay really well <laughs> because he's a treasured friend. You know how we have this drinking game where every time Shino Khan appears, we'll take a drink. Mm. Maybe we should have a game where every time uh, someone in the cast abuses Jay, mm. we contact Jay and apologise to him fiercely. <laughs> <laughs> the young man had offered to pay MC what little money he had, but the ninja refused. Instead, MC asked the guy to be a sort of lookout. If there were any more trouble on the streets of Tokyo, the homeless man would come straight to the mansion with information. Oh, we've got like the, the what the counts called in Sherlock Holmes, Baker Street Irregulars, whatever, little Sherlock. urchins. Yes, I mean, you've just compared this to Sherlock Holmes, I hope you know I that. I know that Sherlock Holmes isn't nearly as good, <laughs> or well-written, or uh, iconic, or influential as, fit, uh, as, as well. As, exactly. Yeah. Also, I feel like they should have found out the man's name instead of calling him young man and homeless man, it's quite offensive. <laughs> yeah. Oi, hobo! Oi! <laughs> no, that's something else! Hobo. Oh! So- <laughs> I mean, oh, maybe. I, would, I thought I'd learnt something about you then, that was worrying. <laughs> now, sitting in Mrs. Tickneo's living room, MC wished to be in any kind of battle. Even if it meant being killed or having his intestines ripped out, he just wanted to be away as quick as possible. The old lady pointed towards the garden. Oh, werewolf, look! Right, Mrs. Tignio, if you want, I'll go and get rid of that cat for you. MC opened the back door and heard Mrs. Tignio call out after him in her Japanese accent. You could just skip the part about Japanese accent. Yeah, let's pretend, pretend that was not there. Yeah. MC opened the back door and heard Mrs. Tignio call out after him in her old lady accent. Werewolf! A few moments and MC had retrieved the stray cat. 
He cradled the cat in his arms and took it inside the house. He found Mrs. Ticknio waiting for them both, frying pan in hand. Werewolf! She screamed and came charging at them. Before MC had a chance to stop her, the old lady was batting him with a pan, desperately trying to get to the cat. She kept screaming, Werewolf! Werewolf! MC really wanted to knock the wrinkles off her face. I mean, that's... You're going to batter an old lady now? Is that what's going to happen? Apparently so. Okay. She's hit me with a pan, trying to hurt my cat. True. Yeah, that starts all right then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> MC really wanted to knock the wrinkles off her face, but despite looking like a horribly mutated demon, Ow. she wasn't. So MC could do nothing except protect the cat and get the hell out of there. He dashed into his car and sped away. I'm quite proud that MC's first instinct is to protect the cat. <laughs> I obviously knew you so well, yeah. but I knew you'd be like, uh, what would you want to protect, the old lady or a cat? Cat, right? yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I think this is possibly because I've just seen Captain Marvel as well, but I really hope the cat becomes like a recurring character. <gasps> that would be good. Maybe, Maybe I'll good. rewrite that in. Yes. I think if you're going to rewrite something about Tomorrow Goes and this would be... Not maybe not not the first thing to rewrite. No, I might take out the sort of like battering of old ladies for a start. Mm. You know, that might be start there. Mm. Oh, oh my god. god! Jay and Louise both said together. Is, is it all right? right? MC still holding the cat explained to them about the ordeal at Mrs. Tignio's house. I think he's fine, just a butt shaken. <laughs> he's just a butt shaken. A butt shaken. That's how James Bond likes his women, right? <laughs> You go to the vet with a cat. He's just been <laughs> off his food. I don't know what's up. I'm afraid he's got a shaken butt. <laughs> he's butt shaken. Louise wheeled herself over to MC and started to stroke the cat. Jay looked puzzled. Why have you got a cat? He asked. Jay, I've just been talking about the cat. MC replied. Oh! Jay said. I thought you meant your car. Maybe we will put a little disclaimer yeah. in. <laughs> or th- uh, th- no, uh, my voice is still kind of fucked, so I haven't quite managed to do uh, Jay's subtle and um, true-to-life do... voice quite quite too, as accurately as I could have. You're not going to do Jay justice. This is no, the yes. worst thing that's ever happened to Jay in this show. I know, I know. He's going to be so offended. <laughs> MC didn't want to dignify Jay's comments with a response. He just continued to stroke the cat with Louise and thought, what a tit. So sorry, Jay. Just... Oh, I'm sorry, Jay. You don't deserve this. You're the best person. <gasps> Can oh, you no. do this voice, though? Oh. Can you do this voice? Can you have a drink? Have a drink. Hey, a cat. The sweet voice came from behind MC. He turned around and saw the lovely Tifa Lockhart yes. standing there. Fuck yes. She was wearing a medium-length black skirt and a light blue blouse that was unbuttoned at the top. Revealing a hint of cleavage. The strange thing is, that is exactly what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> well, it's a little uh, bit more unbuttoned, but there's a little bit more than a hint. But <laughs> This does sound like it's going into like a bad porno now, doesn't it? <laughs> it always has like that. <laughs> but it sounds like a bad porno without the porno, so it's worse. <laughs> it's just bad. It's just bad. Yeah, we've, we've established this. <laughs> I'm just, it's just dawned on me. I didn't write a masterpiece when I was 14. <laughs> MC wondered if the fact he had noticed that made him a perv. I mean, if you notice it, I don't think it makes you a perv, but if you're just staring at it and like dribbling, I think that's mm. probably where the issue is. Yeah, I'd say so. Louise nodded to Jay and he took the handles of her wheelchair, leaving MC and Tifa 
and her cleavage, I guess, alone. MC approached her. You like cats? <laughs> Whoa, it's getting a bit steamy, oh, isn't yeah. it? Calm it down. He asked, extending the feed line towards her. That's what you call it. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm allergic to them. MC dropped the cat to the floor and it scurried away. Hey, hey. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> would you? Would you have got off Tifa and her cleavage right now? It's. I'm, I'm trying to think of something that rhymes. What with what? Felines before female lines. Cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> that will be on the next election episode. <laughs> I like cats. They're nice. So, what brings you to my neck of the woods? Need help tracking down a known criminal? Or have you got any news on Chirp? It's probably going to be the criminal thing, isn't it? Oh, we, yeah. We've established now Sifa kind of sucks at her job, so... Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No and no. Tifa replied. I'm here to inform you of my three days off. She winked at him. Oh, yeah. MC was usually a smart guy, but Tifa's sexiness put him off the ball a bit. <laughs> oh, damn Tifa and her sexiness putting you on the ball a bit of of the ball of the ball yep he stared blankly at her a few moments passed so are you going to ask me out then tifa asked oh she's so modern i know right cleavage and asking a man out well she's not actually asking him out that's true (laughs) she just i wish to fucking god women would be this open with me in real life (laughs) I might actually pick up on the hints then. Uh, well, Just kidding, there aren't any hints yet. Okay. MC put his hands to his face, then folded his arms, and finally shoved them into his pockets. Maybe... He said. More silence. In your own time? Tifa said. Right. MC replied. Finally, he managed. Tifa, you fancy going to the bowling alley with me tonight? <laughs> Say around 7pm, then, then going to, to get something to eat. Are they 14? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I was when I wrote this, so this yeah. was my idea of a romantic date. Bowling alley <laughs> at 7. Some curly fries. The romantic time. Some cleavage. A cat. <laughs> yes. No, she's allergic. Oh, that's true, yeah. I'd love to. With that, Tifa turned and left the mansion. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going bowling. <laughs> MC watched her leave and called out to his friends once she was out of sight. You can come out now. Louise and Jay appeared from their hiding place behind the living room door, both trying to act casual. Without looking at them, MC said, Just for that, I'm not going to tell you if anything happens tonight. Once MC had disappeared upstairs, Louise slapped Jay. Now look what you've done! Jay protested his innocence. Whoa. Hey, we've got another day! Oh, yeah. Just let's don't... hope I don't get Ruby this yeah, time. Yeah, let's hope Chip doesn't drug you and then. Oh, the whole. Up. Murder a couple kids in front of me. Oh, yeah, yeah the last day it didn't go so well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't blame MC if he thought, well, maybe it's not working out. <sighs> yeah, I mean, last time I went on a date with her, you know, I got drugged and her kid was killed in front of me. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like cats. <laughs> That's the deal breaker. Oh, man. Oh, is, is this the end? Is this no more for Tifa Lockhart? Oh, man. Let's go to the bowling alley. Maybe I'll go out with Barrett instead. <laughs> Hello, Bill and Barney's bowling alley. <laughs> That was great. Yeah. Sam had worked at the bowling alley for six months now. 
At first, he wasn't sure about the job and had only taken it to pay his visa. It's quite appropriate that we chose a foreign accent then. What do you mean foreign? We did Yorkshire. Oh, yeah, good point. (laughs) (laughs) But now he had come to love it. The people who worked there were friendly and most of the customers were tourists, so he never felt homesick. That must be why there's a bowling alley in Tokyo called Bill and Barney's, right? Yeah. Okay. For the tourists. During the week, the alley held regular tournaments and many great memories Sam held of numerous Japanese businessmen bowling their hearts out. But, I mean, they're not tourists, though, so... I mean, pick a side, Sam. What is happening? Most of the customers are tourists. It's either tourists or numerous Japanese businessmen. Maybe the Japanese businessmen come in for the tournaments. No, it makes sense. everyone else is just a casual tourist. Makes sense. I'm glad we worked out the business model (laughs) of Bill and Barney's Bowling Alley. It was an important part. Add it to the wiki. World building, MC. World building. It was at the weekends that it became really busy. So much so that you had to book a lane a few hours in advance. Why are we talking about this? This is like four paragraphs now. World building. (laughs) Oh, Sam better die or be a demon or something. The voice on the other end of the phone was, Sam assumed, another tourist. His thick Australian accent was a dead giveaway. Well, hello there. It should be good day, mate, really, shouldn't it? Yeah. Well, hello there. Can you tell me if there's any free tonight for me and a few of my mates? I'm sorry, sir. I kind of lost it, haven't I? Hello. I'm sorry. I'm... I don't think Yorkshire people say sorry, so that's why I'm struggling. Well, I don't think Australian people end a sentence without saying cunt, so... Yeah, true. I'm sorry, sir. Sam replied. I've just booked out the last, la- t- last lane for this <laughs> evening. I could put you down for a lane for next weekend. Nah, that's okay. We'll come along anyway. Before Sam had a chance to say anything else, the line went dead. Well, we won't be any less business, even if you do <laughs> come down, mate. Sam thought in a bizarre trail of thought. <laughs> okay, so uh, what is happening? There's shenanigans, clearly. Just, uh, yeah, world building. There's people from Australia who go to Bill and Barney's uh, bowling alley in Tokyo run by a Yorkshireman. Obviously. And they're very inconsiderate and have no respect for the bowling alley booking process. No, that's Australians all over, isn't it? I'm hoping that we go into more detail about how you book uh, <laughs> a bowling lane. <laughs> And I hope this Australian learns his lesson. Do you think it's by time slot, or is it like number of games, or...? Well, it depends how many... I think you have to book a lane and then book the games from that. Oh, okay, and I that's see. that's how it works. So you get yeah, a bit like yeah. a small package, which is like two games. Right. Medium, which would be like seven, okay, you know. Sure. Yeah. And the tournaments presumably are like, you know, from eight till... Yeah, whatever. I reckon they'll just close off a bunch of lanes yeah, yeah. Uh, for that tournament, because they'll know it'll be like... I don't know if it'll be like a round robin or a oh, league or whatever. Uh, don't know how many participants there are. I mean, hopefully this is all information Sam's going to give us. Soon. It's very important. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> he started to carry on with a bit of paperwork he was doing before the call when a deafening scream came from over by lane one. MC singing could be heard from several streets away. Did you ever sing? You I sing used sometimes. to sing a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yeah, that's right, you did. I used to sing in the car you when did. we were driving places. I was really the stereo. Yes. Oh yeah, there was that time as well. Yes, that was a good time. Yeah. MC singing could be heard from several streets away. Louise had never been a fan of Iggy Pop, but hearing MC cry out at the full stretch of his lungs made her giggle. She and Jay were busy stacking books inside the new library of the mansion. Hmm. There's a library now. Wasn't there one before? I don't know. I forget how many rooms and what the mansion has. and Has it got a pool? I don't know. (laughs) This, like every other room in the large house, had been a wreck when they had first moved in. But since they had recently been making some good money helping people, MC decided it was time to have a dedicated room for all of their reference books. Oh, there you go. Mm. Six mm-hmm. 
wonder what Sam thinks of that. I was going to say, how does it fit into the bowling alley? <laughs> Do you reckon some Australian would be like, G'day, cunt, I was just hoping to uh, rent out a reference book on demons that kill the homeless. Oh, sorry, that's already booked out for the weekend. Ah, oh, it's fine, mate, I'll calm down and take it anyway. So they picked up some second-hand IKEA shelves from the Tokyo market and began sorting the books into order. Well, some kind of order. No one could decide what would be best. Alphabetical, chronological, or just as they came. What would your preference be? Uh, I think I was sort by uh, demon type, possibly. You know, you want oh, you like you have your demon section, then you have like history, and you yeah. know, you have like the small demons that feed on the homeless, exactly. The tall demons that feed on the junkies. You have like nibblers, yeah, yeah, biters, <laughs> noras. In the end, they settled for dividing the books into different content and putting them in alphabetical order. Oh, pretty much what you said. I am an expert. (laughs) Jay wondered if librarians got as much action as ninjas did. Ninjas don't get any action if we don't (laughs) learn anything. MC was shitting himself while asking out a girl who literally asked him to ask her out. Maybe he means fighting. Oh, oh yeah. But probably the same answer, no. Yeah. He asked Louise and she replied. Maybe, but they'd probably go out with other librarians. What the fuck is going on in this episode? Like, it was like an hour ago that we established MC and T for a going on a date. Mm-hmm. And then just nothing has really happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, hey, what? look. <laughs> we needed to know about the bowling alley, okay? okay. It was vital. Right. Uh, vi- it was vital. Exactly, yes. It was yeah. vital. Good. Glad. Yeah, great. Yeah. Is anyone still listening to this, do you think? Nah, no, I think they stopped. Jay then wondered if Louise was flirting with him. Was I might have been drunk when I wrote this. Mm-hmm. His thoughts were interrupted by a sudden appearance of a smartly dressed MC. Mm-hmm. He wore a light blue checkered shirt with black trousers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so just like, ah. Oh. You're just on it, aren't you? <laughs> I mean... I, I feel like you could be an Instagram influencer. Let's let's be fair. In real life, my dress sense is jeans and a t-shirt, and if I dress up slightly, <laughs> jeans and a shirt with buttons on it. So this is actually a step above real MC. But is it a light blue checkered shirt? Oh, that's true. That's why I'm going wrong. <laughs> Louise hoo-hooed him. <laughs> that's what it's called. Hoo-hoo! Who's that? Where's the owl? <laughs> Dab owls flirting with me again. Hashtag me woo. <laughs> Oh, okay. Louise hoo-hooed him and asked, You come to pick me up, gorgeous? Emsy smiled and contemplated making a joke about going out with a much more good-looking woman than Louise, <laughs> but decided against crushing her spirit. No, not you, you ugly bitch. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Jesus. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's what I always do when, when friends make compliments about my appearance. I always <laughs> make sure that, to tell them that they're ugly. Yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah. Instead, he did it in a more subtle way. Oh, good, great, that's the way to do it. What a true gentleman. Instead, he did it in a more subtle way and included Jay as well. That's why he didn't want to do it, because he wasn't insulting Jay. Right, so every... (laughs) Because obviously he has to insult his really close friends. Exactly. Yeah, okay, great. Just think, while I'm out... Sorry, just think, whilst I'm out... (laughs) On a date with a foxy detective, enjoying my Saturday night, you two are stacking shelves. 
with books. <laughs> what the fuck? Why do you hate? Why do you hate these lovely people? Because I'm clearly a dick. I like the way I'm putting the blame on you, even though I wrote this. Yeah, years right. ago. I, I should be blaming you for this. This is like libel or slander or whatever. This is just horrible. This right. is just ah. Oh, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I must have been a troubled child. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, it obviously had a thing against my friends because they wanted to stack books on a shelf. He quickly laughed so his two friends wouldn't be too offended. <laughs> too offended. Too a little yeah, bit. Just a fine. little bit offended. Yeah. Maybe we should try that as you know. So, so we don't actually upset the real Jay and Louise. That's true. Okay, so uh, what we'll do is you do the line again, mm-hmm. you know, and then we'll do a laugh quickly okay, so, okay, then, okay. so Jay and Louise aren't too offended. Okay. Just think, while I'm out on a date with a foxy detective, you losers, enjoying my Saturday <laughs> night, you two are stacking shells with books. Ha 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 yeah, I think that. that yeah, works. they won't be too offended now. It's fine. So as long as you laugh after you insult someone, it's not offensive. <laughs> Especially if they're your really close friends yeah, exactly. who are doing you a service. Yeah. Then the doorbell rang from downstairs. Well, it wouldn't be upstairs, would it? <laughs> then the doorbell rang from downstairs, and MC's dry hands became sweaty. Louise noticed MC's shift in body language and tried to reassure him. I don't fucking know why. I don't. He doesn't deserve it. Don't worry, MC. It's only six thirty p.m. Maybe it's some sort of world-threatening danger rather than a hot women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, MC's actually going out with a bunch of women tonight. Oh, so, of course, yeah. right. While That's his why friends so... are home stacking shelves with books. That's why he's so nervous. <laughs> You're right. MC said. I'd best go and check. Being a ninja, it was quite natural for MC to be fast. But as he sprinted downstairs, he couldn't help but notice that he'd never run that fast before. The moment of truth arrived. MC knew that Tifa stood on the other side of the front, yep, and that she was going to be looking lovely. Not like Louise, apparently. (laughs) He was nervous, and he had his reasons. It wasn't because he had a fear of women, or that he was scared of intimacy. Not true. (laughs) I am definitely projected at this point. (laughs) It wasn't because he had a fear of women, or that he was scared of intimacy. It was guilt. MC had only been in love once in his life, and that woman had been killed. (laughs) So selfish. (laughs) MC had met Carol in a local video shop. (laughs) Not even a Blockbusters, it was a local video shop. Oh, a classy dude. (laughs) He had seen her in there a few times before, and one day MC spoke to her. They got along great, and after a few dates, they got together. Mm Mm-mm. MC had spoken and been with women before, Carol. Yeah, loads. <laughs> oh, so many. There was that one and, and the other one. And they were and, all really hot, much hotter than my friends. Yeah, there was the one with the hair. Like, more, well, more than one hair. She had, she, she had hair. Um. MC had spoken and been with women before, Carol, but not one of them had touched his heart quite like her. Or his penis. <laughs> Within a year, they were engaged. The planned to get married in the summer, but before MC could set a date, Carol's life was ended by the undead. MC's grief was the very reason he was chosen to become a ninja, and now he had the power to help people. The ifs and maybes about whether or not he could have done more to save Carol whirled inside his head. Still, the fact he was doing good now didn't make the pain go away, but it did ease it. 
bit of a tragic backstory catch up there. Mm-hmm, I thought mm-hmm. we knew most of that. We probably didn't know about the local video shop and that MC had been with women before. <laughs> so many. <laughs> so many women before. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, reminding the, the reader of... Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's still really slowing down whatever the fuck this episode is about. I know, I know. I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. But now he was seeing a woman, the first since Carol. MC had a lot of conflicting thoughts, but deep down he knew he had a right to be happy. He had the right to move on, and that's exactly what he was going to do. Any other guilt or bad feelings buried with MC disappeared as soon as his eyes locked onto the amazingly beautiful Tifa Lockhart. He smiled, and so did she. You look great. MC knew it was a tired expression, but it seemed to fit. You don't scrub up too bad yourself, Tifa replied. MC grabbed his brown leather coat, and Tifa took his arm. They climbed into MC's car and were away, heading for Tokyo's number one bowling alley. <laughs> MC, you're a bit out of a bit out of practice at dating, you don't say. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end part one of No One Likes Dating. <laughs> Probably because you have to go to fucking bowling alleys all the time. Well, that was an episode, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, technically, but nothing really happened. MC and Tifa are going out. That's oh. all that happened. To be fair, though, that's been building up for, like, 17 seasons or whatever. Yep, but we took an entire episode to get there. And they haven't actually had their date. No, they haven't been to Bill and Barney's uh, Bowling Emporium Tokyo, whatever it's called. They haven't even got there yet. Nope. All we know about... And we've had the bowling alley set up. That's true. The bowling alley got its own page where Sam was introduced, the Yorkshire man, loves bowling alleys. (laughs) who spoke to a rude Australian? That has to come back, right? It must do, it, it must, must do. do. And apart from that, we just managed to insult some of our oldest friends. Yeah, so like yeah. normal then? Yeah, well, pretty much, if they still listen to this. Mm. Yes, yeah, they must be used to it by now, and I don't know why you still want to be friends with us, but that's fine! <laughs> <laughs> well, mm. this is normally the point where I would say, and I'm excited to find out what happens next week, but I uh, don't give a shit. Yeah. Tifa and MC are finally finally going on a date that yeah. will hopefully not end with you know one of them being drugged mm. and I just don't care oh that's a tragedy isn't it I know this is what this episode has done for me oh, it started man. with a typo in the title yeah and it's ended with me not caring about MCT this is the difficult sort of middle slump of this series I think yeah yeah, yeah. this series is all slump <laughs> it's a slump just in general yeah so yeah well uh, tune in next week and maybe it'll be more exciting. Do you know what? Do you what? know what? Rather than me coming back next week to do this podcast, do you know mm. what I'd rather do? What? I'd rather be at home stacking shelves with books. <laughs> <laughs>